Benjamin Franklin once said, in wine there is wisdom, in beer there is freedom, and in water there's bacteria. No bacteria here. This is On the Back Bar. On the Back Bar is your gateway to talking to the people behind the scenes at bars, distilleries, and vineyards around the world. We'll talk to the experts in the industry about future trends, people, spirits, cocktails, wine, and everything else. So kick your feet up, pour your favorite drink, and hang out on the back bar. This is Christopher Menning. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to On The Bad Bar Podcast. This is your host, Christopher Menning. Um, it's been a crazy week. It's been so good to meet so many people, but this interview I've been very excited for. Um, we have Vidor here, the co-founder of Stranger and Sons. He's here to talk about his brand. He's here to talk about India and, of course, the age of 50 best bars. But hey, man, how's it going? How was your night last night? Good. It was. I mean, it was so good to be back. Thanks for having me uh, on the podcast. Pleasure. Um, but yeah, it's always so good to be back. Uh, so good to be traveling again. Uh, I think for us, just being stuck in in one place for everybody has been. But I also do find the Asia market and the, the whole bar scene here extremely exciting. So it was really good to just meet everyone and and see. You know, we had a lot of India listings, so that was great. Yeah, definitely. Um, Really good to see. So, yeah, all, overall, great night, great setting. I think, you know, 50 Best is doing a great job. Yeah, It's interesting. We were talking earlier about um, it's now great to see that Asia 50 Best are looking across the continent. And I think yeah. India's done incredibly well over the last couple of years. What's that exposure been like? Is there enough of a spotlight or does it need a bit more of a shine? I think, uh, I think relatively, I think India has a lot more space to grow. And what people don't realize is that it is one of the largest sort of alcohol markets in the world. Yes, a lot of that is, is fueled by sort of uh, drinks that are that are unmixable, let's say. But we do know that, you know, the gastronomy in India is, is something that's ancient to it. Some of the ingredients used to make most of the spirits or most of the cocktails can come from India. So, we you know, we have all sorts of farmlands, uh, all sorts of cultures, all sorts of flavors. So it, it seems like I don't think... Uh, I think for a large part, there's an argument that the Indian market wasn't ready, but I think now uh, it really is. And I think last night showed that. Uh, showed that. Um, so, yeah, um, I think there's a lot, lot of exciting stuff coming uh, coming to India, and there will be a larger spotlight shown on the, on the country, hopefully. Yeah. Good. Well, look, hey, man, I'm going to sit back and enjoy this gin and tonic. Thank you very much. Cheers. Oh, cheers. So I'm going to sit back and uh, listen to you tell me about your history, how Stranger and Sons came together, and uh, just generally all about the brand. So uh, so Rahul, Sakshi and me, uh, three co-founders. Uh, Sakshi is actually my cousin's sister and Rahul and Sakshi got married. Uh, so uh, I'm like the, 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 what is it, designated third wheel. <laughs> but, but it's been awesome. We all have uh, experience in food and drink and logistics. Mm. And it was a great sort of meeting of minds. We essentially started something called Third Eye Distillery. And the idea was always to play in spirits. Uh, to cre- We knew that, you know, simple things like India... The gin and tonic was created in India, and everybody knows that. But we are also one of the largest suppliers of botanicals in the world, or the largest growers of botanicals in the world. We're the second largest producers of rum in the world. We're some of the largest producers of malt, consumers of malt whiskey in the world. So we knew that there was a lot of uh, sort of categories that we could play on, and that was always the idea. 
Uh, we started uh, conceptualizing in 2017. By 2018, October, we had sold our first case. Um, and we ran out of stock in three months. Wow. We just didn't anticipate, uh, I guess, at that point, the kind of demand. Uh, and we corrected for that quite quickly. And then, you know, start, and then from then on, started building, uh, I think, which is at a, at a decent speed. Uh, you know, as a co-founder, you can always do better. Uh, but, but I think so far, so good. Um, we are now finally available India-wide, uh, which is which is a big hurdle to cross India. People don't realize. I think it, I call it like a working European Union, right? Right. So it's 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 twenty-seven different states, different languages, different cultures, uh, different federal laws when it comes to alcohol. Mm. So the, it, it's as good as you know. I think we first. Uh, did Goa, Maharashtra, then went to London, then came back to Delhi because uh, it, it was almost uh, sort of similar uh, uh, capital investments to get to these markets. Um, yeah, uh, I think we always wanted to create something that was sort of contemporary India, something that was representing uh, what was mine, Rahul and Sakshi's India, this this new India that we this India that is now uh, kind of well traveled, well exposed. You know, the largest usage of smartphones in the world so so lots of data moving around you know is full of art, rich in arts culture uh, and we saw the food scene finally growing where restaurants started to um, you know sort of create indian concepts that indians were sort of proud to consume mm-hmm. um, and then we are now starting to see the bars follow so stranger and sons again was sort of a for a homage to sort of our agricultural heritage uh, to show you india from sort of a left of center point of view you know we were kind of uh, tired of the nomenclature that was used for India, especially when it came from from different countries, uh, in terms of like peacocks and elephants and cities' names, I, it started to get a bit repetitive in in, mm. in how it was represented. So, we we wanted to showcase what was what was contemporary India, and so even the gin you'll see it's, it's kind of a I wouldn't call it bold, but it's 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 botanical forward, because it is sort of celebrating the agricultural heritage of India, mm-hmm. uh, and you know we think India is obviously. Uh, it's a unique place, uh, and that's what we wanted to highlight. It's the melting pot of, of ancient cultures and uh, and new technology all all in one space. And it's one of the youngest countries in the world as well that people don't realize. It's one of the largest people walking into bars uh, in terms of uh, number of humans. So, um, yeah. So I think that was that was sort of Stranger and Sons Stranger and Sons' idea. Third Eye Distillery's idea is to con to keep working on on brands that can showcase uh, this kind of work. Uh, we are we are we are building that in in various formats at the moment. So, yeah, yeah, should be interesting. We we've done some recent innovations. I don't know if um, if you've heard of them yet, but I think we've got one tonight uh, at Tropic City, which we'll show you. Oh, okay. But we created exciting. India's. So the idea is also to create exciting innovation, right? Mm. So the India is again. If I'm saying it's full of ingredients and full of interesting stuff, then we should do do something about that yeah uh, so and as a lot you know we worked with the Bombay canteen which is one of India's best restaurants to create India's first distilled bottle cocktail uh, which is this sort of um, guava forward ready to drink cocktail um, and I think that's seen relative success uh, you know it comes with a little chili rim and there was some interaction with it and mm. um, and then we we got a chance to work with Four Pillars uh, to create a gin with them. Uh, so we actually sent botanicals from India to them, and they sent botanicals to us, and we created a gin, what we call a cross-coastal uh, collaboration. I uh, tried it the other night with Kieran. It's delicious. Oh, man. he gave it to you, did he? <laughs> yeah, I tried oh. it. Well, he was very, you know, just <laughs> a little bit, but no, I loved it. It was great. It's, um, yeah, it went really well. I think we had Mediterranean tonic with it, but just yeah. delicious. 
Yeah, but it's good to have this kind of meeting of minds. But to actually, you know, Four Pillars is 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 uh, considered, you know, some of the best gin in the world. Mm. And for India to rub shoulders with them as sort of equals and create products with them, these are these are great sort of uh, versions of, you know, or when we won the IWSC gold, which is only eight gins in the world get that, or mm. uh, the Spirits Masters. These platforms really, you know, I think for a lot of you know, the more developed alcohol nations, it's. Uh, developed alcohol nations uh, they they then they, they maybe they, they've been participating in this all the time but as sort of uh, first timers uh, I think this is great validation for third eye distillery and uh, it's good it's good feeling I guess yeah well one thing I've always loved about the brand and, and firstly it's very good branding the bold design the label everything it's just spot on but you've done exceptionally well by um, really being part of the beverage industry and that's um, for a lot of your activations you've done, uh, just generally being active with people and talking and discussing about the brand. But people love it. And it always starts with the bartenders, right? Those Once you get the bartenders on your side and they understand the brand and they love the quality, that then goes through to the consumer. So I think you've done well with that. Thank you. But let's talk about the branding. So Strange and Sons would be good to hear about the name. Yeah. I also know this is not a tiger, is it? It's a mythical beast. It's it's a right? mythical being, yeah. Mm. Uh, she's a three-eyed, two-tailed mythical being with one hand and one paw. Okay. Uh, and the idea is that, uh, you know, she's a representation of, like, uh, sort of India's... Uh, for for storytelling mm. uh, you know uh, I think with our sort of rich history we never sort of wrote anything down but usually passed down stories from generation to generation which is how sort of agricultural heritage has been kept in place so that's why Stranger and Sons is sort of the idea that India is a really unique place and and Sons was was for us a sort of breakdown of how stories have been passed down mm-hmm. in families from generation to generation one the way they do it is obviously through a lot of um, sort of stories with models in them and so we decided on sort of creating our own uh, just to, I think it was more of a, you know, India is ready for this kind of humor. Uh, I think I think earlier on it wouldn't have been, but it was just to more like poke fun where she actually like runs around the Western Ghats and like fights with the mongoose and picks up, you know, some of the botanicals. But it was a much more fun way for us to tell the story of, of India um, and a much more interactive way for us to do it. So... Mm-hmm. I think when we launched in the UK and in Mumbai, we like actually took over, you know, these really interesting sites with four different levels. Mm-hmm. And at each level, we built a different world for what you could interact with. And it was basically trying to show you what we were doing. So there was all the way from Delhi Gymkhana to to a silent monk to, to, to secret rooms that created what Bombay bars were like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really showcased that culture in a way that's far more than just, um, you know, having a bunch of people in in a room and sometimes talking to them and I think uh, India does come with with a little bit of a how do you call it uh, pre, you know preconceived notion uh, mm. when when we say uh, we're from India so I think that was a great way to, to sort of overcome that in a really fun way and a really interactive way to create a memory mm. uh, I think when it comes to the trade uh, you know very early on we got Demi Lezinska on board uh, who essentially was one of the sort of pioneers for creating the the advocacy program at Grey Goose. Um, and to have, you know, I think Grey Goose has done something wonderful where you can see them at a wedding and you can see them at the Savoy. Yeah. Uh, and they True. always sort of command the same uh, kind of premium quality and respect. Uh, and, and it's been really good to sort of have, the, I think we're one of the smallest distilleries in India with one of the largest advocacy teams. And that was for us to get involved with the trade 
to really make sure that we can use cocktails to really sort of see if we can expose uh, our cocktails to the rest of the world and the rest of the world to our cocktails. Um, and it's been such a fun, if nothing else, it's been a, such a fun journey to be part of that, you know, to go yeah, to some no, of the night. Okay. You know, you're, like you're aware, to, you know, just to interact and talk about flavor with some of the, or how like everybody in this bar scene gets so riled up about ice. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it. So how clear is your ice? <laughs> oh, I can see my eye through it, mate. Yeah. Ice is important. It's true. Yeah, it is important. Um, and and I think for us, between Rahul Sakshi and I, we're just tinkerers. Uh, we do just been around food and drink, love how it brings people together. And, and we want to, we sort of, exactly, we want to showcase that in the things we do and, mm. and the brands we create and, and the companies we interact with, yeah. Well, I think I'm glad to hear that because um, you sometimes meet brand owners who, I mean, won't mention any names, but there are some people who, who do this without really understanding. You're obviously quite young, entrepreneurial, and you've got F&B background, so you understand. Yeah. And I think, like you said, it's fun. You, you know, you love the product. You want to create something for for the industry that you love. Yeah, I think it's important to enjoy what you do. I think sometimes when uh, people hear my schedule, they're like, "Oh, what are you doing in Bangkok?" It's like, "No, I'm just casually going to go to ten bars in one night." And like, <laughs> What's wrong, you man? Like, no, I like it. Yeah, you know, it's a sport. We train ourselves before, eat the right food, drink the right kind of water, get the right kind of sleep. It doesn't happen on its own. True. No, I'm joking. Uh, it's funny. I saw. Um, I saw some of the story the other day from uh, some of the crew that were out here in Bangkok, and they're all on the vitamin trips the next day. <laughs> yeah, to <top> really? <laughs> yeah, to help bowel free. I've no. been quite sensible this week. What's yeah. um, lemonade and lots of water? And yeah, lemonade. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So in India, it's very common to have something called nimbupani, which is like a drink that you grew up with, which is just some salt, sugar, lime water. Mm. It just sorts you out, I think. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good yeah. shout. Yeah. Pro tip: Ayurveda. <laughs> so you're back in Bangkok. It's yeah. been how many years has it been? I think it was last year for Bangkok Bar Show in 2019. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. So I mean, it's been very difficult over the last, um, well, through COVID. But we won't talk about that now. Yeah. But what's it like being back? Has it been? Um, has there been any dramatic changes? Dramatic? Dramatic changes? So or anything that's sort of um, surprising you in terms of the bar scene? I think th- what's amazing to see, and we've been now traveling for the last couple of uh, months, is is the re- resilience with which uh, everyone's bounced back and with the energy with which everyone's bounced back. It's been really awesome to see. Uh, you know, the I think it was just the whole bunch is just a fun-loving people and it just comes across. But, I mean, in the last three days, you won't even realize that COVID ever came to Bangkok, you know, like it's, yeah, I, I mean that in the nicest way and then, you know, uh, that everyone's energies are so welcoming and everyone's actually really glad to see each other. Yeah. I think true. for us as a brand, um, I think when I was here in 2019, we barely had a single listing and now to see, just be able to interact with so many bars has been uh, really, really humbling, I think, and it's really awesome to see. Um and and yeah, and some of the drinks that we've had, I, I you know, I think Bangkok's bar culture is just so advanced and mm. it's so good. We've done a lot of bar hopping this week, haven't we? We have, <laughs> good. But always with with relatively good drinks, you know, like it's it's been, yeah. if not amazing drinks and great concepts and and very warm. Everyone's very warm and it's 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 good. Yeah, good. Can't complain. Okay. I want to talk about Strange and Sons again. Yeah. Um, oh, so the name. So where does Strange and Sons come from? And I know you've got quite a unique slogan, right, tied to this as well, yeah, that, yeah. Um, that the brand advocates use in yeah. every bar they go to. But yeah. I love it. Like, how did that name come about? 
So we exactly we wanted to highlight a contemporary India. We wanted to basically be like, oh, this is you know even I think when we first started, one of our big biggest pet peeves was that people from India would be like, oh no way, this is made in India. And there seems to be this. Uh, what we realized, even for the the brand I used to run before this, and now there's a bunch of brands that are obviously changing that narrative in India. That India always sort of looked for the West for validation of quality, uh, even though we are the suppliers of some of the best uh, the stuff, you know, f- agricultural produce in the world. Mm. Um, I keep telling people that you know a French person will defend French cheese till like dies. You ask an Indian guy about Indian apples and we make great apples, they'll be like, "Oh no, we must have exported the good stuff, or we've got some rubbish here." And there seems to be there seems to be this this break in 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 what we believe in is good produce. Right. Um, and also, I think India is always known for being uh, a mass producer of things in the sense that we high volume, great cost advantages. Um, but never seen globally as one of those supreme, like you know, good cocktail bars. Uh, great, you know, there's everything in there. The, the gins rested for three weeks. We are literally across our botanical farms. You can't get any closer to the to them. You know, we have this mm. ability to talk to the farmer, and he'll tell you, "Oh, the direction of the ants are now changing leftwards." So we think the produce is going to turn out like that. Like really, like old school wow. farming around us, which is really awesome. People forget that about Goa. Mm. Everyone thinks it's one party hub, but it's also the start of the of the spice belt. Uh, which is why I guess the Portuguese loved being there. Um, it was, the pepper at one point was essentially called black gold, right? It was more valuable than gold, and, mm. and Goa was a big maker of it. Um, and and so you have all these amazing stories linked to botanicals, all these amazing grows around you. Uh, you know, the glass is is being done from Italy. We've got corks coming in from Portugal. Uh, the design of and the stories behind the labels are as... So we, we basically, you we wanted to create something in product that could just compete with, uh, with, with anyone. But you'll see, we still needed India as, I think, a space to to gain credibility and now with what we've seen yesterday and, and the whole industry together I think from from our from our bottle suppliers to to the fine to our bartenders that that finally make that drink mm. the whole platform seems to be elevating to to be able to be showcased globally so just talking about India as well and you said the the difficulty in navigating across state I know also recently you've had eco spirits be part of the program as well be part yeah. of the brand I love it. It's revolutionary, yeah. really. I mean, we've had Zenit Kastanek on before and Jason Williams. They've talked about all the brands. So for the listeners, go back and listen to that because what EcoSpirits is doing is changing the industry. But how has it been for you to implement it into your brand? I think exactly what you said, right? Uh, EcoSpirits, I think, is especially for companies that are starting at this time in, in the human life cycle. I think it's important for you to be able to take uh, sustainable steps. Uh, we try and do that across our supply chain, but also in terms of uh, putting in that distribution in India uh, and creating that ecosystem uh, is is obviously going to be no is going to be a challenge. It's it's a large scale market, um, and also plugging in to that ecosystem in different markets like Bangkok, Vietnam, uh, Singapore is going to be something quite exciting for us and our, and the future brands that are going to come from Third Eye, um, and so I think. Just in general, for us to be that sort of representation for India for for what is such a large market, I think can make a huge difference, and we're we're really excited about it. We're setting up at the moment, and uh, we we've got you know I think fingers crossed we'll have two states primed up and ready, and we'll start offering it. 
Uh, and I think the bigger advantage and the, and the beauty of the whole thing is that especially bars that are opening back up now can can get the same bottle at a, at a more sort of effective price. Uh, and that also is, is, is great in terms of the kind of cocktail culture. But we can also make the consumer aware today mm. that you can choose in an, an eco-cocktail. And, and that process on its own, I think I find very exciting. So I actually started my career in something called impact investing, which is for profit, for, for social causes. Hmm. Uh, and this is sort of tying that back into it. Uh, and it's really good. It's, it's been really exciting to, to work with Paul and Paul Gaby and their whole EcoSpirits team. And um, yeah, yeah, we, we're, we're looking forward to it. Hopefully the next time you're at a countertop bar or at Bathasuro, uh, or at any of them actually, I mean, we had Sidecar, Kopitas, uh, Home Bar, uh, so many of these guys. Hopefully, you'll get uh, uh, an eco tote in the PCO. Mm. Yeah. Have you been to India? Yeah. So I've been to Kerala. I mean, you know, this is way back when I was like sixteen, seventeen, I think. Yeah. Um, I went to you Kerala, mentioned. family holiday, but I love it. It was beautiful there, and um, I've always wanted to do more. You haven't been now that the bar scene is popping off not at all man no, yeah. I mean I'll have to come over at one point I really will so yeah I'd love to take you for the same kind of bar crawl uh, that side of the border yeah that should be fun I'd, I would love that that would be cool yeah and I mean to finish off so it's been a pleasure to have you here in Bangkok man but I know that you've got a few more days to go and you've got a pretty epic night ahead of you right what's going on there yeah so uh, yesterday we saw uh, the India's best bar uh, which is Bar Tesuro uh, Stranger and Sons has brought them down to Bangkok and uh, we're taking over Tropic City which is uh, one of my favorite bars in Bangkok shout out, to, shout Tropic out, shout out to Tropic <laughs> City uh, and w- we're really really excited for this collaboration to take place we've got a we've got a band we've got some great cocktails mm. uh, we actually prepped some of them in India and carried them all the way here so oh, uh, it should be it should be really exciting um, and, and it's really good to have you know this is the best thing about the bar industry it's really good to have this kind of collaboration and and to see, you know, uh, something that Arijit and Pankaj have been involved in to, to sort of build into to what we saw yesterday, which is num- in, the, in the top five in Asia. So, yeah, best bar in India, one of the best bars in Bangkok. We're excited. I know you've got a pretty good, um, a pretty advanced drink development program that you kind yeah. of implement across countries. But yeah. How do you like to drink Strange and Sons? Oh, uh, a, a Gibson. Yeah? Yeah, it's gin and tonic with a dash of ginger. That's my go-to, uh, obviously, especially after 11.30 at Tropic City. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, just make it easy for everyone. Mm. Uh, I think that's, uh, and because it's such a, it's a three-dimensional gin. So we on very purposefully, when you taste it on its own, it'll, it'll obviously have a distinct nose, which we've done with four different peels from all over India. Uh, four different peels? Yeah, so okay. four to six different peels. Mm. Uh, but essentially the, you know, um, Mosambi, which is sort of our sweet lime, Anarangi orange, which is like a uh, sort of orange that you get in sort of the Maharashtra belt. Gondaraj limes, which is known as the king of limes. It has this very like uh, aromatic gaffer lime. So even when we just open the bottle, you see that it's sort of the, the aroma will float around in the room a little bit. At that time, for us to make that decision, was, it was there was nobody really there. Right? There was there was a couple of London dry gins that, had, that were around, um, but nobody that had said, okay, we're going to like this. You know, India is heavy on everything it's heavy on sight sound culture mm-hmm. um and we wanted something to represent that and so the name so we usually when we build a product we distill down from a concept so if you said because in india like i know a lot of countries uh, you know if you were building in in other parts of the world we would decide what to put in it in india you would decide what to take out of it 
right? Because you right. Just, just thousands of ingredients that you can put in. Um, so uh, when we were distilling down from that concept, we wanted something that could be distinctly recognized in a gin and tonic. And so that you'll see will happen. Then we was like, oh, but India, you know, we pickle a lot. And you see, the art of pickling is an old school way of, right, of yeah. preserving things in India. And we eat pickles with our food a lot. And we understand that flavor, whether it's oil or whether it's vinegar. It's like, okay, can we translate this concept into amazing drinks? So we looked at the Gibson and we were like, well, yeah. And then we started pickling, you know, and we have now uh, Feruzan from our team who actually does the R&D on, you know, creating an entire pickling program for our Gibsons. Um, and, you know, globally, you know, bars have got so interested. It's been amazing. We're like, can we pickle a cherry? Can we pickle a tomato? You know, mm-hmm. uh, and then how can we use that in a Gibson? How many different herbs can we put in it? How much different flavor can we extract out of it? How can it balance a gin? Because the gin has got a front and a back, so it's got some heavier, sweeter notes at the back. You can then tune in your cocktail to decide which one you wanted to use. At that point also, because there was less choice in India, we wanted to create something for a bartender that had a level of versatility and that had something to talk about so there was some more interaction with the, uh, with, with the, with the consumer when they're sitting across the bar. So it seemed to have hit one of those, all of those things. We have things like little things like first class that people say that's hidden in there or okay. you know, the dawn will always follow the dusk and things that the sun and the moon, which is maybe you can make day drinks, which is like lovely gimlets and things. And in the night you can enjoy yourself with, with right. sort of a Gibson and, and, and bring that, bring this sort of storytelling into it. But in, again, in a way that's, um, I think, digestible globally. I think that's what, that's what we aimed for. And you have grown exponentially, right? You're, you're available in pretty much most of the world now, aren't you? No, no, I wouldn't call it most of the world. I think we're available in nine countries now. Okay. Um, well, yeah. sort of the biggest markets, I would say, right? Yeah, so I think uh, our largest market out of India is still the UK, uh, funny enough. Okay, good to hear. Uh, which is, uh, you know, and, and everyone's like, oh, it's the most crowd. I think we're the only uh, Indian product at the moment to be available at the Savoy. Uh, which to be on the Savoy menu, right? For us, it's, like, it's crazy. It's a good accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, but all, other than that, I think India as a as a place and concept is also trending, and I think people are at the moment buying into that. So, uh, and I think the gin is is, is flavor wise for gin enthusiasts, it's a bit different. It's a bit refreshing. Um, and I think that's why in the UK at the moment, because everyone's like, oh, UK has like 15,000 registered gins. It's one of the most crowded gin markets in the world. Like, you know, how, and, and we ourselves were like, yeah, but like some of the best bars are there and we would like to interact with them. Um, and then suddenly uh, we seem to have uh, a, a retail uptake at the moment. So it's, it's pretty good. Um, other than that, I think, uh, I think the Eastern markets in terms of excitement, like India, Bangkok, Singapore, Taiwan uh, or Japan, like this whole area, just with what's happening with bar culture and flavors and uh, design is, is, is for me personally extremely exciting. It's going to be an interesting few years to see what happens. Now we've kind of come out of this whole pandemic issue. And like you said, it's um, across Southeast Asia, there's huge growth. We're going to wrap up soon, mate. Just a few more questions. But, yeah. um, you know, how long are you here for in Bangkok? I know we've got a pretty epic guest shift tonight. Yeah. So excited. If I'm still alive after tonight, <laughs> then I leave on I leave on Sunday. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I came in on Tuesday, so almost a, almost a week. Yeah. Good. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, man. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Yeah. Um, like I said, I really love the brand. And yeah. it, 
generally to say in that as well, it's a great gin. I think what you're doing for the community, for the bar industry, is amazing as well. Thank and uh, I wish you all the luck for the future. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this. And um, yeah. Pleasure. Thanks. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of your time in Bangkok. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show, guys. Uh, we are available on Spotify, iTunes, and all other major podcast providers. Your support helps my show grow, and I love you for listening. So thank you so much. If you want to be a part of it even more, please look at the show notes. You can find links to our Facebook group, The Beverage Network. You can also find links to my Patreon page where you can help the show grow even further with small donations. And you can also find my email where you can reach me anytime with any questions. You guys are amazing. I love this industry. Let's keep it growing. Thank you for listening to On The Bat Bar.